Good day, and this is Lisa with Christian Warrior Woman. I hope that each person hearing this message today is standing strong and keeping the faith. I want to talk today about your battle. Believe it or not, each of us, if you call yourself a Christian, if you are living a life pursuing Christ and pursuing living out the characteristics, not only um, in the physical, but also in the spiritual and, and really digging deep for your relationship, you'll be able to relate to this. Every person alive has a battle that they are dealing with in their life, whether it's finances, children, job, career, um, you know, divorce, single parenting, sickness, and even disease. Life is full of, and for some of us, it's it seems like battle after battle. But I want to encourage you today with something that I learned, and I'm apologizing in advance if you hear my Yorkie barking. It is understanding that the reason that and hopefully this gives you some comfort, the reason why your struggle may seem to intensify or it feels like when you get over one thing, you find yourself in another thing is because you were doing the right thing. What is the goal of the enemy? To rob and steal and destroy. And what is he robbing and stealing and destroying? Your blessings, your truth, right? He wants to make you doubt your identity, who you are, tire you out, make you lose focus, make you doubt, right? What was the goal? Make you wonder if God is really even for you. Look at all this stuff happening. But what is really the battle about? As we gain strength, the battle gets tougher in different ways. And what I want to encourage you today, and I want to use um, myself and the word of Ephesians 6, and I'm sure many of us have heard about putting on the whole armor of God. If you look at, um, you know, probably verse 10, you know, through 16, you're, you're looking at, it tells you to be strong. It's telling you to do a number of things, but I want to point out two key things that maybe you haven't thought of. So we know our reason for being in the battle. We are, and if you've read Christian Warrior Woman, the book, I talk about how there's a special battle if you're a woman. So let's see, that, that's one ding, right? And on top of it, you're a woman believing and carrying your mark of identity that you're a child of God. There's two dings. So what does he know about you already? That you are a conqueror. That if you only were to grasp the full power that you will defeat not only him, but his schemes and his plans. So what he has to do is give us areas of doubt or distract us 
or even use other people to manipulate, hurt us, wound us, so that we could start not, you know, you know, dealing in unbelief and saying, wow, how could this happen to me? I know it's happened to me. You start thinking about all the bad things and even people. And it's, I have to really remind myself that it's not the individuals. You know, when we talk about um, Ephesians chapter six, and it says that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're actually warring against um, powers and principalities and, you know, evil spirits in heavenly places. That's pretty, that's pretty deep and almost sci-fi feeling, right? But what's true is that possibly ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, or ex-boss, or even family, some of the things that have been said and done that have hurt you or wounded you, the enemy had the opening through these individuals to cause you harm. And what I've learned to do is pray for those people or actually feel kind of sorry because the enemy was able to use them in their moment of weakness to lash out or to deal in untruths or to deal in personal pain being afflicted. So when we recognize that we're playing not a a game with an individual, but that we're also we're witnessing a person being manipulated and used. It gives you a different thought about what has been done or their behavior. And so I want to give you something to hold on to because I get a number of women who will say, I'm not sure what God wants me to do. I'm not sure what to do in this situation. Or, they, or they're stuck. And it really bothers me to see a person stuck. It really like, it's like, it's like, I, I feel like I see it in the spirit because I've struggled with this in my past and I have gained ground on this. But I also find myself in battles where you can feel stuck. You can wonder which way to choose. And, and it's not always that your answer comes when you flick your finger, but you have to truly pursue the keys that are in this Ephesians 6. The word, the relationship, the hearing God, allowing yourself to hear him speak to you. But that's not my tip. My tip is this, and this is all Holy Spirit, all solid goal, and all for you. What it is, is, and it's the passage that, and I'm going to find it so I can read the exact word. Um, It's about the belt of truth. When you go to Ephesians 6, verse 14, stand your ground. There's two things here that I want to tell you about standing your ground and putting on the belt of truth. So anytime that you feel pressure 
heaviness or even struggling on what to do and which direction to go. What I want you to first not do is to rush any decision, not jump to a rash decision. I want you to stand still about what to do in decision. I want you to stand still. I want you to pray. I want you, part of the standing still is bringing that calmness. It's bringing that peace over yourself. Because when you're in the midst of turmoil, struggle, strife, or whatever, what do we normally do? We're running around with our heads cut off like a chicken. We're like, we're being to and fro. We're being confused. We're wondering. We're saying, what if? And then we start dealing in all the stuff that's happened bad to us before. And we start engaging in fear. We start engaging in unbelief. And then our faith starts to dwindle. You know, it's like when you burn something and it just like, your faith starts just seeping away. And that's what the enemy wants. Because he's realizing you're starting to believe and understand your identity and you're starting to operate in your power. And oh, we've got to bring somebody or some circumstance to rob that daughter of God of that belief. So you've got step one. I want you to stand your ground. That means you are standing in faith and you recognize the enemy's after my faith. The enemy's after who I am. And the second part, and this is the part I really love, and this is the exercise I want you to do. The belt, you know, the belt of truth sounds good, right? And we've probably heard many messages about it. But what I got today was that when we're in the midst of a storm, and you could think of it, I don't know about you, I ran track many years ago, and have you ever run um, or just jogged uphill? The steeper the hill, the harder it is, right, on your body. The more you sweat, the more your heart's pounding, the more effort you have to put in it. So think of it as that way. The stronger, the closer you get to God. Hey, and I lived in Denver. The higher you get in a mountain, the colder it gets, right? The more you'll feel the wind, the more um, you'll find some wild animals up there too, right? The more you have to be prepared. It's the same thing in our daily walk. We cannot be comfortable with, I raised my hand one Sunday and said, I believe in Jesus and think that from then on, everything will be hunky-dory, dandy, everything will be perfect. That's just the start. You've just agreed to take on this journey in life. And through this journey, we're going to stumble, we're going to trip, we're going to fall, and we're going to get back up and stumble and trip and we're going to fall. And each time we get up, we're getting up with knowledge and power and authority to keep it moving. And guess what? I used to always say, I'm I'm slaying uh, entry-level um, demons that are trying to attack me. Oh, you sent me some medium-level. Okay, you better send me. They're sending your powerful ones. 
And what you have to remember is you're not the person doing the battle. You're operating through the power and the word of God to bring forth your power. And so let me get back to my, my point that I love here today. As I brought you on, it's about truth. So in the middle of possibly your divorce, in the middle of your custody battle, in the middle of your finances, in the middle of your sickness, in the middle of your children um, may not be living the life that you want. Maybe it's your grandchildren. I want you to get a paper and pen and I want you to focus on one question. What's the truth about your situation? What are the facts? What are What is the honest truth? Not what someone else did or what someone else said. What is your truth? So I'm going to use, I'll use divorce as an example. May not be the greatest, but I'll use this. Let's say your husband has come and asked for a divorce. You're very upset. You don't understand how this happened. You don't know how you're going to make it. You're not sure. I want you to go to what you do know is your truth. Think of what could be your truth in this situation. Is it that, oh, God, strike my husband down for wanting to do this to me? First truth is God is in control. The second truth you could state is God is for me and not against me. The third truth is I will extend my faith for my finances to get through this difficult time. I will not be drawn to calling everybody to tear him down. And I'm, I'm telling you this, this is easier said than done. And this is for who I would call a person pursuing maturity in their faith. But I will get on my knees and I will cry before God. And I will release every emotion that I have before God. And I will tell him with his word, that I am putting my trust in him to see me through this situation. Because if I focus on the hate and the anger and all of the things that that person may have done to you, I'm not operating with God. I'm not operating with the Holy Spirit, right? Because what does the word tell us that we have? everything we need because if we have God inside of us no stress struggle or strife can come against us without without us having our truth so our truth is stating even in the situation maybe your truth with the marriage is the marriage has been a struggle for the last five years. That's the truth. It doesn't mean you want the divorce, but it means what is the truth? Maybe this person hasn't shown you respect. Maybe that's the truth. It doesn't mean it 
the other thing is, obviously, um, he made the decision that he didn't want to stay and battle. He didn't want to stay and fight for the marriage. So I want you to focus on writing what that truth is, what the truth is about yourself. Is it that you want the marriage or you're more fearful for the finances? You're more fearful of what other people will say. What is your truth? Because when we look at what our truth is, I recently have dealt with someone who I must have held in higher esteem than I should have. And they just flat out lied. I mean, intentionally um, lied. And I had to ask myself, what is the truth? Men lie. People lie. When I say men, I mean men and women. People lie. Why did I have so much faith in this person? Because they had a position. Um, they had a position that I respected from a career standpoint. So I expected truth from them. And so when I didn't get truth, it really like, it's like, it can hit you to start losing faith in people. And in the hour we're living in, it's like truth has a whole new definition. But I know what truth is because I know what the word says about truth. And I've got to hold on to the belt of truth because it is something that is dwindling from our culture, our country, our environment. And so if someone wounded you years ago and you're still living with it, what is your truth? That you believe that person more than you believe the word of God. That you're still living as a wounded person instead of a person that has been set free and has freedom and serves the most high God. So I want you today that when you think about the battle that you are in right now, or maybe in a situation and you don't know which way to turn, I want to promise you that this is providing you an answer. When you write down the truths about your situation and you write down the truths about your options, your choice will be revealed. I promise you. The only way it won't is if you're not being honest about your truth. Remember, your truth isn't how you feel, your emotions. It's about your truth. What are the facts? What are your choices? And what are the, what's the truth about your choices? And you may not want to pick the option that holds the truth. Why? Because it doesn't feel comfortable. It feels like something new. I've never walked that way before. I've never walked in that path before. That's probably the option for you. What I have found recently is where God is leading me is outside of what I can plan, think, or forecast. And that's hard for me. I got control issues. I like to know what I'm doing. I need that. I like a plan. 
at least two, three years. I don't have to have five years or 10 years, but two, three years, because my two, three years is working on my five to 10. (laughs) But when you truly say, I surrender to Christ, that means you surrender your thoughts, your plans, your ideas. Because remember, our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. And so he has a wonderful and magnificent plan for you. He just needs you to stand still. Stand in peace. Stand in love. And stand in truth. And if you're not sure what truth is, because many out here are confused about truth, then you find someone that is a believer that can help you stand in what is the truth, can help you figure out, isn't that what we need pastors and ministry leaders for, is to help us stand in truth and not to lead us to our own devices and wounded thinking and painful thoughts and depressive areas. We need to surround ourselves with people who will speak truth. And that's a struggle we have with many churches today. We're so busy trying to keep people happy and keep them coming back and keep them giving offerings or paying tithes that we're like not focused on the truth. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking with you because this is where I am too. That I can't let myself get twisted in misinformation or who said what. But I've got to stand on what is the truth in this situation? Because I want to be on the right side. If you want to know um, if God has a particular scenario or option for you, look for the truth. The Lord isn't leading you to confusion. You feel confused. If you feel frustrated, if you don't know what to do, that's not where God leads you. That means it's time for you to say, I need to stand my ground. And I need to put on the belt of truth. And I need that body armor. I need to make sure I'm fully clothed. And when I have walked out and written out my truth, then I pray. And I move forward. Don't be frozen in time of what if and what if and what if. When you walk out your truth, You won't say what if, because you'll say God is with me. God is for me. There is no one you will meet that will say, I went after seeking God. I went for it and I didn't reach it. So I hope today, and I know that this was for a person, persons. And I want you to send me, send me a message doesn't cost anything. Just send me a response back if you feel that this is a word for you. Focus on truth. 
The battle is won with truth. Amen. God bless you. And, you know, no matter what your battle and struggle is, just hold your head up high and know that who is with you, who is for you, and who abides in you to bring you comfort. The Holy Spirit. Stop relying on your own strength. It's exhausting. But allow yourself to trust. Fully trust God. If you're in confusion, you're getting your faith zapped, you're getting, you're receiving lies. Be of good faith, ladies. Amen.